Coming up on this episode of the Real Talk podcast with Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group, featuring our guest, David Marine, Chief Marketing Officer of the Coldwell Banker franchise. 2020. No, it's not. That's fake news. Fake news. <laughs> we are Coldwell Banker, the Real Estate Group, and we are one. Hello, everybody. This is Laura Saruji, Regional Vice President of Wisconsin, co-wing of the Real Estate Group, and I have a very special guest today. Welcome, David Marine. Thank you. How are you today? Doing great. And you? Oh, yeah, not bad. It's a leadership summit time, and um, just want to kind of touch base with you. Uh, this is The Real Talk. This is the podcast that we do for Colbank of the Real Estate Group, and we get down and dirty. We're going to find out what's going on with the brand. All right, let's do it. There's so much happening out there. Well, I guess, okay, let's, let, let's, let's bring it back. For those of you who do not know the king of storytelling, David, <laughs> <laughs> David Marine, you've been blue forever, right? How long yes. have you been with Cold Banker? Yes, yeah, 17 years actually. Um, all within the brand marketing team, I've done everything from advertising to digital to product development and just worked my way through the brand and now I'm chief marketing officer. And I actually joined the brand because of what I thought at the time was one of the worst things that could ever happen to me <laughs> is, um, so 2001, I worked for an ad agency and uh, September 11th happened. Oh. And then uh, the day before September 11th, I actually closed on my first home. Then 9-11, and then slowly but surely, all of a sudden business started to dry up from this ad agency I was a part of. And so I bought a home in September. I got married in December, and February 14th, Valentine's Day, I got laid off. So new wife, new house, new mortgage, no job. Two months on unemployment and applying for every single thing that I could come across. Uh, I didn't get any offers. And so I applied for a position to be the electronic product manager of Cole Banker on hotjobs.com, which no longer exists. <laughs> I was say, yeah. uh, and I was fortunate enough to go in, do the interview, and I got the offer. And I've been there ever since. But at the time, it felt like the world was coming to an end. And mm -hmm. how on earth would I be able to, to find another job and make things work? But it turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened. Wow, that's amazing. As we're on the 25th floor overlooking <laughs> the skyline of Chicago, yes. Lake Michigan, and you're telling me about this jaw dropping of where you came from. I guess I would have never expected that. No, and neither did I, actually. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I always tell people with this story is that I remember driving home after I just got laid off. I went into work that morning. Nine o'clock, my boss calls me in, and then he let me know that they're going to have to let me go. And I called my dad on the drive home. And I, said to, I told him what happened, and he said to me, Dave, pack your bags, you and Tara, who's my wife. Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman, yeah. right. Uh, you're going to Disney World. <laughs> and so I said, we, we can't go to Disney World. I got to do a resume. I got to apply for jobs. Uh, I got to pay a mortgage. And he said... Dave, you will never have another week in your life with zero responsibilities. So pack your bags. Mom and I are taking care of it. And so they took the, the two of us to Disney. My wife had never been before. Great week. And then came back and got down to brass tacks. But um, I just remember that reaction and just being stunned. Like, here's something awful. And then it's like, you know what? Guess what? This is, this is an opportunity. And don't worry. Life will take its course and things will work out. Have you always had that, you know, positivity about you that you're like, oh, there's something shiny about this? Like, e even though you said that the world was crashing down, figuratively and legit, but 
Yeah. It seems like you have this positive outlook with all these different changes, current and in the past, that it's going to be okay. Yeah, it, it could be uh, part naivety. Um, <laughs> but I like to like go through things and think like, yeah, everything is going to work out. Of course, in the moment when various things happen, there's always the stun of like, oh, no, what, what, what am I going to do? Uh, but in general, like... I like to take that positive attitude and think that everything is okay. And I like to take people at their word and uh, very trusting of people. And my wife, who's a great balance to me, she's like, mm, I don't know. I don't think I'm like, no, they're really nice. It's all good. But they don't have any ill intentions there. Uh, so she's a great balance uh, to me in that aspect, too. So I need that critical mind of hers to, to help balance me out. <laughs> But even now, you oversee quite a bit. Sure. Right? I mean, are you still that positive? I mean, looking at the direction that we're going with Cole Baker mm -hmm. right now, it's going, it's the new suit. It's it's the brand new experience. Yep. It's a fresh approach. You're still like, nope, it's all great. It's going to be good. <laughs> uh, no, there's probably a little bit more balance in, in my thinking and my attitude now than probably when I was younger and, and not as experienced. Uh, but I also think like... I get to do what I think is one of the best jobs in the world. And I told my parents as a kid that when I grew up, I wanted to make television commercials. Like that was my goal. And they were like, you need to set better goals. Oh, ouch. <laughs> No. But it was one of those things like, oh, yeah, you like TV commercials because you think they're fun and they're interesting. But let's 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 get serious. But no, that's what I majored in in college. And that's what I wanted to do. And so then being able to be part of uh, a brand and being able to control how that brand is portraying itself to consumers and the messaging out there and now being in charge of the entire brand like that's something that's really as a marketer, incredibly exciting to me. And I also feel like it, it has to do with the people that are around, and you know that, when yeah. you're working with great people, uh, it helps you to have that positive attitude. And everything is not always sunshine and puppies, but there are moments throughout the day where you can find that little ray of hope, and it could be just quick conversation, um, playing a game of shuffleboard. we got a great shuffleboard table at the home office. <laughs> so which, which you got to come and, and play. But, oh, oh, there's our <clears> invite. That's right. We're in. All right. Anytime, but it's all, it's just finding what is the bright side of things. I remember just recently, uh, Liz Geringer, Chief Operating Officer, who you're going to have on uh, a podcast in the future. Uh, she came up to me and she's, she said one day, she's like, You're smiling way too much today and it's really annoying. <laughs> but she's, she's joking, obviously. Uh, but yes, I like to try and add a little sunshine to things. Okay. I want to go back to that. I always called you the goat of storytelling, the king of storytelling, because I first saw you in Gen Blue, New York, six years ago at yeah, this point. At I think least, it was such yeah. a long time ago. And you had just this beautiful display of showing us your family, your four boys, mm -hmm. and the whole experience. I love that you call your wife the Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. I mean, to control she the is. chaos. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> um, but you do such a good job of telling the brand's story in a way that it's relatable and it makes you feel home. Good. It's not selling a home. Or it's not selling a house. You're getting the feeling of home. Mm -hmm. I love that our chairman... Ed Perdell, yeah. who doesn't love Ed, by the way, um, <laughs> he he's always done such a good job of telling where Real Estate Group has come from, what's our future, and, and, and hopefully he can have some of his 1,700 agents express that same emotion. Do you ever get stuck in your storytelling, mm. speaking of now the, the new rebrand, yeah. of how is everybody going to understand this? How are we going to make sure that our audience, our clientele, our agents sure. know what this is all about? 
Yeah. So the storytelling, uh, I'll even take you back further. So I, I credit a lot of what I've been able to do and telling stories and, and giving presentations to the fact that in college, I actually minored in acting. Uh, it was called interpretative speech, but it was basically a fancy word for saying acting. Yeah. And I remember I took a class uh, freshman year and I liked it. And so I decided, like, I'm going to make that my minor. And I remember being asked, like, why are you doing that as a business manager? Shouldn't it be like finance? Shouldn't you be in something like uh, corporate communications or whatever? And I thought, like, well, hey, if I can figure out how to present Shakespeare or Walt Whitman in poetry or something effectively, then getting people to sell a product or an idea will be way simpler. And so I think that idea and how to incorporate stories into explaining things, and a lot of times when we approach um, communicating, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. we think we need to give people the facts and here's how it works and all that, when really when you wrap it in a story, all of a sudden it becomes a whole lot more interesting and a whole lot more memorable. So even with regards to the rebrand, uh, what we found is that when we can showcase hey, here's where we're going with this and what are the reasons why and here are some analogies that we can make compared to how other brands have done it and we put it in a really good story, all of a sudden people are a lot more accepting of, oh, okay, this does make sense. I get it now versus just saying like, hey, we're rebranding. Here it is and, and good luck with it. Uh, so that has been really beneficial to me and I spent the last five or six months visiting different companies and different events and telling that story. And once they hear it, they're really like, wow, okay, I get it. And now I'm excited for where we're going. Yeah. You're really good at uh, not selling, but expressing that emotion behind it. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And you, you just had the last five, six months going out to the beta brands. Beta brands, okay. other different uh, Colbinger company events and mm -hmm. some events that we've hosted and been telling them the story of like, why, why rebrand? Why now? And I use, uh, analogy of, of Apple and that Apple at one time they had their rainbow logo and yeah. it was one of the most famous logos in the world and they decided to change it and it's because they said you know what this looks like it should be on a toy and that's not where we want our brand to be so we're going to make these changes change the font and all that kind of stuff they didn't change who they were at their core they were still focused on making great technology that was beautiful simple to use and I thought that ver played very well with what we're doing is that we're not changing who we are as a brand we're not rebranding because we need to have a new identity of what we do but it was really putting a better uh, foot forward in how we present ourselves in the marketplace, making it fresh. We're still that trusted leader, but now we have a little bit more of a modern, sophisticated look than what the, the blue box was doing for us. Yeah, and it makes most sense digitally, obviously, with Facebook and the circle and yeah. the square, you know, the rectangle just doesn't fit. You referenced at Leadership Summit, yes. take your phones out, everyone, and not anyone went horizontal with it. Right. It's all vertical. It's just making sense. It is. And everything's in that square, in a circle format. And our previous logo was not very good scale. It wasn't scalable. You had to fit that thing in whatever format was, was out there. Now with the North Star Mark, there's a lot more flexibility in using it as an icon. And it can be uh, conveyed in different formats. And you'll see when we roll out the DBA logos for all the companies that we've we've taken into account how can it work in all these different formats and I think it's much smoother and the results so far and the feedback even we're getting here has been really fantastic the new look and I will quote Mike Bordell okay it's sexy <laughs> <laughs> that was that might be the line of the conference so far <laughs> um, for those who don't know our Plainfield office was one of the beta brands or excuse me the beta tests that we had mm -hmm. of the four that you did throughout the nation and in that office it's 
beautiful. It's, you know, it is. the wood ceiling, all the different steel. It's the leave your mark. It's the big 1906 everywhere. So yeah. our company was really, it's kind of cool that we got to be behind the scenes and wants to test it out, but I, I kind of love it. Great. No, and we love that. Uh, this was an office that we wanted, we picked specifically because it had a, a unique feel to it and was located in a very uh, a downtown stretch, very middle America downtown feel, which yeah. we wanted to get. And so we chose these betas to get a variety. So we got everything from an urban market in Washington, D.C. that also extends to the luxury, to suburban in Greenville, South Carolina, to then like kind of a, uh, a Main Street USA in Plainfield. And it, I love how it came out. I love also how um, your company executed on it. We worked with Tommy King very closely. We did a fantastic job and creating this, this event and then a feel around it to really make a big deal. And the response from the agents that I talked to there, and they were ta talking about how clients have remarked about, oh, there's this new sign. Oh, I love yeah. the new office. It feels good. Uh, and that's adding a new fresh energy into the brand, which hasn't been around for a long time. It's a really good talking point is what I've heard so far is consumers are coming up saying, what is this? Oh, I like this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But let's be real again. This is real talk podcast. Okay. We love it. There have been some negative comments out there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there have. Um, I, and I've read every single one of them. Ugh, and, that's, uh, that's not some good story time. End of the night reading. It's just... No, it, it wasn't. So, but also I think it makes where we are today that much more um, satisfying. Okay. And I think also puts us on a great path to the future and that it wasn't just the simple thing that everybody just blindly accepted and was like, all right, let's do it. And then they mail it in. We had to work to tell that story, to convince people why. And then as soon as they start seeing the new mark and something beyond just it's on a computer screen right. and it's really it's on a sign it's in interior design some marketing materials then all of a sudden they were making this realization for themselves it wasn't me just convincing them or pushing it down on them and that's the beauty of this uh, transparent rebrand process that we've been through is that we knew we weren't going to figure everything out the first time but we want to at least communicate to people that this is where we're going and we're working on it and so people jumped uh, jumped on us very early on and assuming that this was just done and we hadn't done anything so these last six months of, of testing and working with the bait offices has really paid off and here and talking to the owners and the managers, just the reaction from them has been unbelievably great. Uh, everyone feels excited about it. The mark feels fresh. This entire conference is branded with this new mark and just has a really great new feel to it that I know that our entire network is going to get excited about. Yeah. And I have to say, yes, there were negative comments out there, but there are also really good positive comments mm -hmm. out there. And why I believe so much in Cobalt Banker is you did read every one of them. <laughs> the brand did go through and did a very good job of PR, but you listened to us. Mm -hmm. What you rolled out at Jen Blue in Vegas wasn't the final thing. That's not on the sign at our office right now. Right. It's you listened to it, you tested it, you put it in your own yard to see what it looks like. I did. I did. And you know what? We learned a lot of stuff right after Jen Blue in some of the ways that the the North Star mark and the rebrand idea was being shared was basically on cell phone pictures of people capturing from the screen. And so they weren't part of the whole presentation and they didn't see how it was being executed in a, in a number of different ways. So then it was our job to make sure that people realized that like, no, this, this grainy zoomed in photo is not the way that you're going to see it and react to it. Uh, but yeah, we spent countless hours 
I told the story that we, with yard sign testing, was really the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And uh, we had no less than 50 signs uh, spread around the home office lobby, and we'd go around. We put them outside the building. I brought one home. I put it in my front yard, uh, so I could drive past it at night, in the day, throughout the weekend, and all that stuff until. My wife made me take it down because she said the neighbors were asking too many questions. Uh, but did I, you get any offers? I did not. I, that Come was all. On. I, was, I, all I wanted was one offer, like a blind <laughs> offer. I don't even know what's inside. I know but. some agents if you need one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, so it was all that testing and, and looking at it in real world scenarios that really paid off for us and allowed us to get where where we are today. Oh, that's good. I like it. Uh, you said something that resonated really well with me when you were, again, relaunching it again to the brokers mm-hmm. and managers that are here at Leadership Conference in Chicago. You said the star is the universal symbol of excellence. Yes. What does that mean? So actually, for thousands upon thousands of years, it's been known as that. It started with Pythagoras of the Pythagorean theorem. Ooh, we're going fame. deep here. Yes, okay. a, squared, yeah. a squared plus B squared plus C squared. <laughs> Uh, so ancient Greece, he was the first to use the five-pointed star as a symbol for something that could not be improved upon. It was the ultimate um, mark of excellence. And it's why we have stars for movie reviews, for restaurants, stars on general, stars on police badges. It all plays into this idea of excellence. But then for me, the star is also symbolic of the North Star that has guided people home, explorers, trailblazers, uh, all use it as a way to get to the place where they love most, which is which is home. And guiding people home is at the core of what Co-Banker does every single day. So it only makes perfect sense. And we're really, when you think about it, the only brand in which a star can be represented in our logo because of the excellence that we have in the standard for 113 years. And the fact that nobody has guided more people home over the course of their history than us. I love it. I love it. Good. Every time he does this, I just get the kids. Great, good. I mean, well, we got to see it. I've, you know, seen you do this at GenBlue. I saw you do this at Leadership Summit. You explained the theory. You explained mm-hmm. the emotion about it. And you guys launched a recent video promotion of it yes. as well of people explaining in our brand what it means to them and why they did it. The whole theory behind it of the company that you worked with. Yep. It it, it wasn't something that was done overnight. No, this has yeah. been over a year in the making, and we didn't even start this process with thinking, let's change our logo. It really started with what is our brand story and what is a way that we can better tell it in today's environment, today's industry with, with agents. And so we looked at everything from reshaping the mission to the core values to what are our brand differentiators. And so um, I always ask people, can, can you tell me what our mission was uh, a year ago? Do you know what our mission statement was? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good question yes, you should ask people. It is, it is. So I've asked literally hundreds, if not thousands of people this question, and two yeah. have been able to give me the answer. Really? Yes. Oh, our no, mission, but then you can co- like say the four core right now, and it's super great. And it's yeah. easy. Yeah, right. so our mission previously was the trusted source of innovative real estate solutions, creating exceptional experiences for all we serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's I totally helpful. knew that. Yeah, tattoo. And it's not memorable, and nobody's living and breathing that every day, so we look to simplify it. And so we change it to simple three words of leave your mark and that we empower our people to leave their mark on the world of real estate. And from that, we went to what are the core values? What are the ones that are ownable by us that really we can only uh, showcase? And that's home and awesomeness and ingenuity and excellence. And then brand differentiators from global luxury to CBX to our CBU platform to the amazing um, marketing that we're doing and having the top rated real estate ad for the last seven years. And you put all these things together and we have one of the most compelling value propositions in all of real estate. However, we still look 
with through our mark that we're a dated company. And so we felt that the the visual of the blue box and our logo was holding us back a little bit. And it wasn't representative of who we were on the inside. So we looked at the opportunity like, you know what? Let's take a look at how we can update that. And I used the new suit analogy mm-hmm. where you go into an interview, you got the credentials, but you're wearing a bad suit. It doesn't really convey that well to the interviewee or the interviewer. So, uh, but when you put on a new suit and you, now all of a sudden you match what's on that resume. And I really think that's how we approached it. No, that works. Okay, so it wasn't overnight. Was this something, so you've been in the, with Cobank for the last 17 years. Yeah. At some point where you're like, we got to start doing something to flare it up. Like what, when did you like ultimately decide this is the right time? Like why is right now the best time? Yeah, it was probably around, uh, probably a year from, from now in September of 2018, where we had just gotten done and kind of finalizing the brand story. We shared it with some focus groups of agents and brokers and international masters. And they, they said, we love this new story. Yes, this feels very right. But then they were asking us, well, what are you going to do about the logo? Uh And I tell people that uh, over my career with the brand, the logo has come up every single year. Sporadically at first, but then over the last two or three years, people are asking more and more, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? It feels dated. It feels old. I love one person's response was, it looks like it belongs on an appliance. Oh, really? Well, yeah. And then when you think about it, like that square brick look, yeah, I guess (laughs) I I could see that. Uh, so that's when we started looking at it a little bit more seriously and diving in. But uh, a year ago, we had come to the conclusion that if we're going to come out with a, a new brand story, we really need to have a look that, that goes along with it. So that's when we started exploring some research and consumers and what they thought about the existing logo and not. And they said that the existing logo looks like it's from a company that I, tr- that I trust and I know is a leader in real estate and it's established, but it feels very old. It feels like a company my parents would use. Uh, and so that's not what we want from, from our brand. So what we found with the new North Star logo is through testing that they still give us credit for being trusted, a leader, uh, but they feel that the, the new mark is very modern, it's sophisticated, it's innovative, and it's a brand that they want to know more about. So that's exactly the outcome that we want. I think you've stuck your landing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is where we're supposed to cue the Avengers endgame music. Is that what's supposed to be happening yes, right now? Yes, please. <laughs> the Avengers music makes everything better. Oh, I love it. Do your kids play that? Do your boys like, all the time? Oh, the Avengers music? Yes, all the time. They introduced me to a video um, on YouTube. It says Avengers music makes everything better, and which literally takes scenes from famous movies and just inserts the Avengers music into it, and <laughs> it does make everything better. Uh, but yes, we're a very big Marvel uh, house. Uh, we saw Avengers Endgame uh, not once, but twice in the theaters. We saw the extended cut as well. So we're, we're pretty hardcore. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, my children, our boys actually wanted to name our new puppy Marvel. Ooh. It was a it was a big contender for it. So I believe um, it. Yeah. For those of you who weren't at Leadership Summit, David Marine ended his uh, intro and, and, expo- and um, explanation of the new branding and he stuck his landing with the Avengers Endgame music. So that is the reference of what is happening right now. The idea of changing the logo was never something that like entered my mind. It's like, this has to happen. This has to happen. It has to happen now. Um, like I've always thought that it wasn't the most attractive logo, but it was something that I was just comfortable with it. And I'll be brutally honest with you. I was not a guy who wanted to change the logo. Cause, really? Oh, 
the guy yeah. who changes the logo, right? And and I, I've experienced this firsthand now, and people don't like it. You are the target now. Um, and over the past you know couple of months, I've I've heard everything from like that I need to be fired, that my entire team needs to be let go, uh, that that I'm an idiot, that I have no idea, that I'm a millennial who has no clue with what's going on. I'm not a millennial, by the way. I'm actually in Gen X. So, <laughs> but thank you. And that you think I look younger than I am. Um, so it wasn't something that I was really like actively pushing for, and that I wanted this burden uh, and to, to bear. But when the opportunity came, like, absolutely, I saw this as like, this is how many people get a chance to be part of changing the future of how a international brand like Cole Banker is being shaped. So I don't take that lightly at all. Um, and it's why I wanted to make sure that the rollout and what we've been doing and leading up to this leadership summit uh, focused on those details and making sure that everything we wanted to deliver was and uh, I couldn't be more pleased with where we are. As chief marketing officer, it's not just about the rebranding. There's so much more going on behind the scenes. One event that we have coming up is our Homes for Dogs event. Yes. All right. Where did that come from? How did that come into play of bringing animals into it when we're providing homes for families? That actually came uh, by chance. So I want to say it was about four years ago we were doing, um, we are creating an ad called Dogs, and it was you know, conveying the emotional aspects of home ownership. And it was just a, an ad where we're showing dogs who were all sad because the owners were out of the house and then how they got all happy when all of a sudden they started walking through the door and that how that is shaping home. So we're on set uh, for, for shooting this ad and we started noticing that all about six of the seven dogs that we were featuring were all adopted and that they were shelter dogs or rescue dogs. And we're like, wow, there's, and there's some amazing stories. Like one dog was tied to a train track. Oh. Um, another dog was found with uh, BB gun pellets in his leg and just covered in paint. Uh, so there's just like some horrible stories. And the ad we were gonna run on the Academy Awards, we're like, wow, this is amazing. Like a rags to riches story. They came from these, these humble beginnings and now they're gonna be on this, this massive stage. And so we're like, well, I wonder if there's something more that we can do with this. So we. Uh, connected with adoptapet.com, which is yeah, the largest right. uh, adoption uh, website in North America. And we asked, like, well, what's something we can do? How can we best help you? And they said, if you can help us um, find homes for 20,000 dogs, that would be awesome. And I said, well, how can we go about doing that? And so we decided to create this Homes for Dogs project and this initiative. And it really has been successful because of the likes of Real Estate Group. Uh, and the efforts that you're doing in, in holding local events and working with shelters and the entire network has really just gravitated towards it. And who doesn't love dogs? It's an easy, it's non-controversial. Everybody uh, can Except get behind it. Except for the cat it. people. You know, uh, yeah. I, do hear from, I do hear from the cat people. <laughs> Every year they're like, when are we going to have cats involved? Uh, so it's homes for pets in sense, but homes for dogs sounds a whole lot better. Um, so that's where it started and it's been going on for the last uh, three years or four years now and it's really been a, a great success because of what the network has been able to do. Do you have a dog? I do not. I have four animals. They're named Logan, Wyatt, Owen, and Cole. <laughs> okay, so four animals and Wonder Woman. I yes. think this is the year that the Marine family adopts a dog, right? So here's the great part. Uh, I have zero control over what uh, pets we have. This is all up to Tara, and it is her say on when and where. What's funny is when we were first married, she wanted a dog. I never grew up with a dog. And she was like, oh, we, we should get a dog someday. And then all of a sudden we had... 
uh, our first son Logan, and then that's kind of faded away. And then we had another one, Wyatt, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, do you want it? She's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm already dealing with these kids. I don't need to. I don't want to deal with that yet. But uh, someday the the Marine House, I'm sure, will will have something running around. Well, we have bears running around already. Uh, yeah, I do have bears in the backyard. That's true. <laughs> I live in New Jersey, by the way. Bears, bears in my backyard in New Jersey. Who knew? Bears in your backyard. Dang, yeah. that works all right. Um, it does. So let's talk about Gen Blue last year. Sure. You rolled out the new rebranding. Yeah. But we also had some really interesting entertainment that year. Ah, yes, Colin Jost, oh, Saturday Night Live. He was quite entertaining. Yes, uh, he was a hit with the crowd. Evidently, he was actually a really nice guy as well. Funny story from Gen Blue is so he's about to go on, and uh, I'm in the back, and I'm like, you know what? I should just go to the restroom before he comes on so I don't miss anything. So I go out a side door backstage and I go uh, down the hall to, to the restroom. And so I'm in there and it's not to be uh, poor taste or graphic. So I'm standing at the urinal and then all of a sudden who comes up next to me but Colin Jost. <laughs> what? And I, and I turn to him and I'm like, dude, you're on in like one minute. And he's like, I know, but I gotta go. <laughs> And so I turn and I'm at the sink and I wash my hands. And part of me was like, is he going to wash his hands before this? Because he's, he's pressed for time. And so then I go to exit the door and there's literally a swarm of production people standing outside the men's restroom, just like waiting for him. Uh, and then all of a sudden he came right behind me and they are sprinting down the hallway uh, in Vegas and they go right through the door and he just bum rushed the stage and that's why he did not have his mic when he came right on is because he was running literally from the urinal to the stage. Uh, and uh, then took off from there. He owned it though, like he did. He was right on stage and he's yes. so good. He, he did, he knew. He didn't like need a mic. He need a microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's probably not the first time he's done it nor the last. Okay, well, so you've had really entertaining people. We had yeah. Cecily Strong from SNL and now Colin Jost. Jane Lynch, The Roots. Oh, that's yeah. oh, The Roots in New York. That was some of my favorite times. Yes. So can we get a sneak peek? Who's going to be in New York next year? Yes, I can tell you with absolution. This is breaking right here. You're the yeah. only people to know this. We have not booked anyone. For oh, come on. <laughs> we have booked no one. So, um... Everybody always asks that, like, well, who are you booking or whatever? So a lot of times with um, celebrities and, and bands, they don't want to book a year in advance because they don't know what's going to come up or what concert or what they're going to be doing. They get a film uh, opportunity. So it's typically closer to the event, but I know that's always a burning question for people like, who are we going to have? But uh, we will. I promise we won't let anyone down and it'll be great. Can we put in any like special requests? Sure. Who would you like to see? Oh, actually, you know what? I have a long list. I love to go to concerts and speakers. If you could pick anybody that you'd want to either see as like a singer or entertainer, who'd it be? Uh, actually, it's both in one, and it would be Jimmy Fallon. <gasps> yes! yes! So I don't oh know if you know this. Oh my God, yes! Jimmy Fallon and I, we, we would be really great friends if we yeah. just met. That, oh, can you put Justin Timberlake in there too? Sure. Because the three of you, I think oh, it would be ridiculous. 100% yes. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Fallon to me, he's like one of the most talented people 
anywhere. The way I don't understand how he can sing, dance, be a comic. I mean, he's he's incredible. So we'd love to have him. He's very expensive, though. No, I, he listens to the Real Talk podcast. Oh. I'm sure he's going to be like, you know what, Marine? For oh, wow. you, I would. Jimmy, hit me up on Twitter. You know, <laughs> we'll talk it over um, at the Olive Garden or something. And uh, I've got a coupon for you. <laughs> yes, medieval times. Two for one. <laughs> <laughs> medieval times. With Post you saw it. Did you see me? <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we watch him uh, at night typically, my wife and I, after we watch like whatever serious show and there's some like crazy murder or whatever going on. She's like, I need something before we go to bed. And it's like we put on YouTube, watch a couple of Jimmy Fallon videos. So yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Jimmy Fallon scheduled for 2020. No, it's not. That's fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Part of the podcast, we ask each one of our guests one question. I think you've asked me more than one question. No, 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 no. Sure. Like the same question. Everybody oh, oh, gets okay. the same yeah. question. Thank <laughs> you. I am waiting to give you chocolate until after the interview. <laughs> um, and that is, what is the favorite part about your home? Oh, favorite part about my home is the kitchen. Uh, my wife is a fantastic cook. She's an exceptional baker. And... I'll come home some days and I'm like, ooh, what is, what's, what's that on the counter there? And, she, and she's like, those are cereal breakfast bars I made out of Honey Nut Cheerios and I'm going to put chocolate drizzle on it. And I'm like, oh, she's like, it's for tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, the kitchen is, that's where we have family dinner. I make an effort whenever I'm in town to, to make sure we're all home for family dinner. Um, it also is the gathering place when we have company and so family, so conversations around the table with coffee. So yeah, the kitchen is definitely it, followed very closely by my seat on the couch and in the family room. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I mean, it's always interesting to see where that spot is. Yeah. For some people, it's their speakeasy, like hideaway in their basement. Yep. A lot of people, it is the kitchen. Some people have a, a barn because they wow. their love of horses. And, you know, a lot of people have outside areas, so it's always interesting to see That's where great. it all goes. The kitchen is a good one, though. Good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And mine's newly redone in the Ooh. last two years, yes. So so it really is your spot then. Yes. No. <laughs> David, I have to thank you so much for uh, sitting down with me today, well, inviting us to sit down with you today. And, hey, my pleasure. And to pick your brain about Coal Banker. No, it's a pleasure talking with you, and I've known you for a number of years now, and uh, as Tony as well. And I just can't say enough good things about what you guys are doing and what Coal Banker Real Estate Group is doing and what the Pradell family is so uh, happy to be a part of this in a small way. Yeah. Thank you. Very welcome. Cue the Avengers music. <laughs>